Talking Real Estate with Maples Teasdale, the law firm where real estate really matters. Hello and welcome to Talking Real Estate with Maples Teasdale. I'm Fiona Larkham and I'm the team's professional support lawyer. Today we're talking about graduate recruitment and we'll be looking at how to go about applying for training contracts and why you should consider applying to Maples Teasdale. I'm joined by our graduate recruitment partner, Anna Klein, and by two of our junior lawyers. Emily Butson has recently finished her training contract and qualified into our commercial property team, and Catherine Garner is a second seat trainee. Catherine, could you start by telling us about your career path so far and what attracted you to a career as a solicitor? Sure. So I studied ancient history at King's College London, and then I did my master's and I joined Maples in March 2020. And so I was originally attracted to law. I think it's kind of one of those jobs that most graduates consider, especially if they've done English history, something like that. It ticks most of the boxes, you know, it's prestigious. Your parents will be pleased with you. But the reason why I was attracted to law is I think it's actually a lot more practical. I think you have a set of skills and then you need to apply them to a situation and almost kind of like being a plumber. And I thought that kind of idea of fixing something really appealed to me. That's a really interesting perspective. Emily, can you tell us what your path was to Maples and why did you choose commercial law instead of going for something like private client? Hi Fiona. Yes, I went to um, X University where I studied law um, and the French law course which involved going to live in Rennes to do a master's and after that I did the legal practice course at BPP in Birmingham. Um, So I went from Exeter to France to Birmingham and then eventually ended up in London where I was a paralegal for a while before I got the training contract here with Maples. In terms of why I chose to go down the commercial law route as opposed to working with private clients was that I did some work experience during my sick form where I worked in a high street firm And I found the proximity to working with private clients quite difficult at times, um, especially when we were doing things such as wills. And sometimes there were some quite difficult situations there. And I found it quite upsetting sometimes. And I I wasn't sure that I'd be able to disconnect myself from the work, so to speak. So that's why I decided to work with the more commercial clients. And I enjoy working on deals which are reported in the property press. It's always nice to read about things that you've done in the past. And I also like to be involved with the corporate strategy side of clients' businesses. So they come to us and tell us what they might be doing in the next few weeks or months. And then the, you see the work and the deals come in and you think that it's it's working or, or it's looking um, interesting. And it's really good to be seeing that side of their business too, which I enjoy. So that's giving you the engagement without perhaps that really close personal involvement that, that you found a bit more difficult about private client things. Exactly. So when you've decided, you know, you want to go into law, what makes you choose Maples Teasdale? Catherine, what about you? I said I knew I wanted to do property kind of from the offset. I think I have quite tunnel vision. So I really wanted to focus in on something and somewhere like Maples, which does property, but from all these different angles, I think is really fantastic. It's a really good way to learn because it's all encompassing in a way. And, you know, I compare it to some of my friends who are at bigger firms and they're doing all these seats and I'm like, crikey, I don't understand how you can switch like that. I mean, I found it, especially with the seat changes, once you have that kind of transferable knowledge, I think you get, well, personally anyway, I think you get a much better legal education. I don't think you can stretch yourself too thin, as it were. But I think one of the other things as well, 
because it is a small firm, you work really closely with people and you learn their working styles, which I think is also really useful, kind of how they approach a problem and you can work out what works for you, what doesn't work for you. So, you know, some people like to chat it through first, some people like to do mind maps. And it's just all about, as a trainee, learning how to work, really. And so I think, for me anyway, in a smaller firm like Maples, that's the best way to do it. What about you, Emily? Why Maples for you? As much the same as Catherine in terms of enjoying Landlord University and just finding it really interesting. And then I found Maples, which was a specialist commercial property firm. I was really impressed by the great reputation in the industry for doing really high quality work. And everybody that you talk to knows Maples and and knows it for that sort of reputation, which is great. I was also impressed by the clients that the firm works with. There's lots of names that you recognise and and names that have good reputations also. I've always been interested in the built environment and construction and development of different areas. So I love having the inside information on projects, such as what will be happening in, in certain areas and sort of knowing before everybody else that there's going to be a certain shop or a certain development happening, which is really exciting. I also think in terms of the built environment, my interest comes from developing different areas. So we might work on a project which has the ability to transform a whole area. And I find that really exciting, really interesting. And I also think it's really academically challenging area of law, which keeps it interesting for me. And how did you go about, Emily, finding out about the culture of the law firms that you were considering? This is something that's, that's quite difficult to do, I think, but there are ways that you can do it. And there are certain websites that are aimed at graduates and students looking for training contracts. And so you can have a look through those, which are really interesting. For example, um, the Chamber Student is, is one that we write our little experience paragraphs for at Maples. And you can also attend law firms and open days. And there are webinars that larger firms put on to learn more about their culture. Um, But sometimes I think that's not quite enough. I think it's really important to try and talk to people where you can that currently work at those firms. I have lots of people messaging me on LinkedIn and I have in the past messaged people on there too to sort of get the inside information, as it were, um, as to how they, they find working at the firm. I think if you're going to do that, my top tip would be to make sure you put down some actual questions rather than just asking them for a chat or sort of just asking as general questions that you could find the answer to online because people are really busy, understandably. So if you can just make your questions as personal to their experience as possible, then it'll be a lot easier for them to give you some useful answers that you can use in your applications. And I think it's all about the people that make the culture of a firm. So if you get a good feeling from people that you speak to, I think you're probably on to a winner. Well, that's probably a good moment to um, bring in our graduate partner, Anna Klein. Anna, you've been on the whole journey at Maples because you trained at Maples Teasdale and you've been through that whole path from trainee right through to now partner. So why did you choose this firm over any of the others? I joined Maples as a trainee in 2003, having previously worked as a property litigation paralegal at a multinational firm, and before that at a housing association as a graduate management trainee, so I knew that property fascinated me. Also, at the time, Maples was involved in a very high-profile case that I'd read about in the legal press, so they were very much on my radar as property specialists. And the firm's been around for hundreds of years, but had decided to focus on commercial real estate just before I joined. And it's since gone on to become one of the leading specialist commercial real estate law firms in England. So I'm pleased to have been part of that progress. So I'm going to put you all on the spot now. And I'm just going to say in just one sentence each, what do you think is the best thing about Maples Teasdale? Catherine. 
It's a bit of a cliche, but there really is no such thing as a silly question, and I can testify for that. Emily? Best thing about Maples for me is the people. It's so great to have a supportive team around you during your training contract and your career in general. So that's the best thing for me. And Anna, what do you think? Well, for me, it's the genuinely collegiate atmosphere and the fact that we really do strive for a work-life balance. And I have to say, from my perspective, I agree with all of that. It's definitely the nicest law firm I've ever worked in. People are just brilliant. So we've all told you how great Maples Teasdale is. So if you decide to apply... Let's think about what skills and qualities someone needs to be a successful solicitor at Maples Teasdale. Catherine, what would you say to people? Well, I'd probably say, I mean, most people who have graduated, probably the first and main thing they've done is go to university. So I think it's really important to think about what you did at university. So, you know, I did ancient history, so I spent most of my time writing essays or doing Latin. So, for example, if you take an essay, if you think through that process, you're analysing what a problem is or actually you're trying to work out what do I need to answer here and then you think how do I go about answering this or getting to what I need to do so either is that you look at primary text first or you look at secondary text is there a precedent would be kind of how that transfers here or do you know about a previous deal that you can work from as well what are the gaps in your knowledge is that going to see your supervisor be it kind of at university or in work Um, And then the other thing is time management, you know, multiple essays for one deadline. Um, For me, what I do is I kind of I write a matter list. So I update that perhaps quite sadly every Sunday evening and then kind of rethink about it as the week goes on. And then one thing also particularly, I think, is how you present your work. You know, your writing needs to be, I'm going to say really good, which is really bad English. Sorry, but what I mean is you need to write well, you need, it needs to be coherent um, and you just think about your essay structures with that. But the other side of it as well is talking it through with your supervisor. So can you actually present your work? I mean, something I try to do is I try to talk out loud to myself quite a lot. So I really do hopefully get to the um, base of the problem and proofreading absolutely is a skill and it's a really, really important one to have. And then the other side of that, I suppose, Latin for me anyway, I think is like maths, but I didn't do maths, so I couldn't say. But again, it's thinking in a different way. It's kind of much more structured, which is a really useful skill to have because it does help you pick up on errors or things that are missing in actual legal work, I think. Thanks, Catherine. Emily, what would you add? I'm going to add a few skills, Fiona, which I didn't necessarily know that I needed when I started my training contracts. I think you hear a lot about the ones you do, but I'm not sure you hear about the ones that you develop. So I'd say, firstly, um, it's not necessarily a skill, but goes in, hand in hand with time management. And that's patience um, and sort of knowing your place in the team, because as a trainee, you are a junior member of the team and your work has to go to a more senior member to be checked over and to be sort of reviewed. Um, And that obviously takes time depending on the capacity of the person you're working for. So you may have a few hours or a few days where you don't hear back from them. And obviously you can send chasers, but it's, it's good to be patient and to manage your time well, to take work on, to do around those gaps and to know how long you've got to work on each piece of work that you have. Um, So in terms of the skill of being patient, you also need to be flexible as well to um, build in these wait times into your workload. And it's a really important skill to master to be able to manage your workload like that. Um, So that's something that I didn't really know that I needed when I started my training contract. 
Um, the second skill is something that I struggle with, which is being confident and having good level of self-belief. Because even as a trainee, you might understand something more clearly than a more senior colleague does, and you will be correct in your understanding of it. And sometimes you just need the confidence to say, no, I think I am right. I think this is the way that I understand it and it is right. And it's a struggle sometimes because obviously you don't want to be correcting people that are more senior than you or... Um, making things difficult for yourself. But yeah, sometimes you do pick up on other people's mistakes, which is a really important skill. It shows you have close attention to detail and you can um, be a reliable member of the team to spot these kind of things when they do occur. And the final one I'd add to that is, I think everybody knows that lawyers need to be organized, but I don't think they understand how much admin goes along with that. So in terms of organization, you have to keep on top of your own admin. So your own emails that you send out, you need to keep those all filed to make sure you can refer to them at a later date. And as a trainee, you'll be put in charge of, for example, managing data sites or a specific area of a project. And you need to keep up really on top of that from day one, just so that you are really helpful as a team member. So you can show people where everything is saved. And, and that's a good way to make a really positive contribution. And it sounds really silly and really easy, but it's really important to master going forward. Thanks, Emily. So let's have a think about the partner's perspective. Anna, what, what would you add to that set of skills we've just heard? Uh, for me as a partner, it's about being proactive and keen and being a team player. Great. So now we know what it takes to be a successful lawyer at Maples Teasdale. Let's have a look and drill down into some practical tips for any graduates who are listening. Anna, can you start us off and, and have a think about what a successful application form looks like? Yeah, of course. When I'm considering applications and interviewing trainees, I look for an understanding of our firm and for signs that the candidates have done their research not just about the firm and, and what we do, but also about what initiatives we have in place and what events we're running. I also like to see a wider understanding of the property industry because we are closely embedded within it. And I also want to get a sense that the person will work well alongside the rest of our team because I firmly believe that our team is what makes our firm. A question I often get asked is, is do I have a preference over whether a candidate has done a law degree or not? I certainly don't. I'm, I'm very happy to interview people who've done law degrees or who've done uh, an alternative route. So if we then think about the whole you know, difficult process of actually applying for training contracts, I think Catherine and Emily will probably have some good advice on that. Catherine, what would you have said to your slightly younger self when you were going through that process? Slightly younger, thank you, Fiona. <laughs> that's, very, that's very kind of you to say. <laughs> but first, I say relax. I mean, I put so much pressure on myself. I think especially when you're in that environment, you know, open days and stuff are absolutely fantastic. But if people are anything like me, and I think most people who become lawyers are perfectionists, um, I try to do absolutely everything and exhausted myself. And I think that was rather silly. So I think one of the main things I'd say to you is, yes, try to do as much as you can, but do what you're actually interested in. I was genuinely interested in property. And that's the stuff that I didn't find as hard work. And that comes across like, you can't fake it. I guess the other thing I say it is a grueling process. So I think you should treat it like a job in itself. And I think that means you need a degree of separation, you know, you come back to the task whenever really when you don't think you're doing it well enough and mentally try to separate yourself from it as well to kind of don't become personally involved don't let it be a reflection on your self-worth or anything like that and emily could you say something about the types of application that you found have worked well for you uh yes of course so things that i've found to be successful in the past are are well-researched answers so having examples of the relevant to the firm that you're applying to 
shows that you're up to date with their recent work and what they're doing in the market, which is really important to show that you've tailored your answers to that specific firm. It's one thing I always heard when I was sort of getting advice on these things was uh, don't copy and paste your answers because you can really tell if you've just copied and pasted from another firm and just changed the name. It won't go down well and it might be wrong. Your answers might be incorrect. And it's just, it looks like you haven't put in much effort, which is it's never going to go well. And in terms of tailored answers as well, know what type of firm you're applying to. So make sure you do do your research. And for example, if you're applying to a firm that's a UK-based firm or more of a regional firm, say and you're looking for things such as an overseas secondment or opportunities to work on projects with a cross-jurisdictional reach, those just aren't appropriate for, for that type of firm. So you don't, you look like you, you sort of misunderstand their objectives, if that makes sense. You can always go on the websites that I mentioned earlier to um, get the inside information on a firm and you can refer to those sorts of information that you found there in your application form as well, which just looks like you've used all the sources available to you to be able to construct a really well-researched answer. Um, I'd say secondly, um, you should also know what the firm has a reputation for in the industry. So larger firms, although they're multi-service, they may have a stronger reputation for, for one of their departments than for another. Um, and that's where most of the opportunities will be in those firms. So if you say you're applying to a firm specifically for one of their really niche departments, they don't really, so it's sort of more of a support department. They don't really do a lot there. It doesn't look like you've done your research well. So you should find firms that align with your interests and play to those strengths i would also say i know it's difficult when you're a graduate to um sort of understand what types of work a firm does when you read about a deal that's reported on their website you might not fully understand some terms and it's not a bad reflection on you at all it's just that you haven't had exposure to those different things before but just be careful when you take those types of examples and you talk about them in your applications or an interview because they may ask you more questions about it and if you don't understand it's not going to sort of go down well. So I'd say if you're going to use those types of examples that are, involve sort of complex deals or, or sort of um, bits of law that you don't fully understand, I'd say choose a safer option that you do understand and that you can explain in an interview or um, when you're questioned about it. And also it goes along with that, stick to straightforward language in your applications. Nobody will be impressed if you use language incorrectly as obviously communication is a really key skill for solicitors so if you can't communicate accurately on your application form then it's not going to look well for that sort of your wider work if you did get a training contract. Thanks Emily. So let's finish with a last quick question to all of you. Could you each give me your top tip for a successful application? Catherine I'm going to stick with my tradition and go to you first. Um, definitely give yourself the time to do it. And I mean like a week, maybe two weeks, do it, come back, proofread it in a different mindset, see how it reads and read it out loud. Emily? Um, for each application cycle, I'd say my top tip is to limit the amount of firms you apply to in each cycle. So make sure that you sort of do your top five or top 10 or whatever it is and stick to those ones so that you give yourself a clear limit, a clear goal, and you can do the appropriate amount of research and construct your, your well-detailed answers for those. And finally, Anna, what do you think? Reflecting a lot of what Emily said earlier, making sure you understand the business and the culture of the firm you're applying to, keeping your answers on point and checking your spellings, in particular, the name of the firm you're applying to. Thanks very much. Well, I'm really grateful to all of you for being so open uh, in the way you've shared your ideas and your experience. And I'm sure there's lots of students who'll be listening who'll find all of that advice very useful. Catherine, Emily, Anna, thanks very much for joining us today. Thanks, Fiona. 
Thanks, Fiona. Thank you very much. We're now accepting applications for training contracts commencing in 2023. You can find more information by visiting our website at maplesteasdale.co.uk and following the links to trainee recruitment, which you'll find in the careers section. Thank you for listening to Talking Real Estate with Maples Teasdale. I hope you'll be able to join us again next time. Talking Real Estate with Maples Teasdale, the law firm where real estate really matters.